Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the show. Hey, before we get going, you know what I told you. Every show, I'm going to bring it up. ADA Legacy Project. Next year, 25th anniversary of the ADA. I've got to tell you what, this Mark Johnson is unbelievable. He's been working on this forever. He is really a great advocate. We're going to have a huge celebration, and if you go to that site, can buy a shirt. Buy a shirt. Support what we're doing. ADA Legacy Project. Okay, now, I'm very excited today because everyone knows I'm all about civil rights. I believe in giving back. I believe that's really what it is all about. And today, we have a wonderful young man as our guest. From when I first talked to him on the phone, that's it. I immediately loved him because he is all about giving back. Dan Budzinski is the speaker and innovator in international humanitarian intervention. He's out there trying to make a difference. He already knows that a great leader serves. Welcome to the show, Dan. I'm really excited to be here with you this afternoon. Well, we're really excited to have you here. Daniel, for our listeners, um, I, they, they're not aware, I'm sure, of what you're doing. So what if we start by you telling them what international human intervention means? Yeah, let, let me take a minute on this uh, just to kind of launch us into the next hour. Um, yeah, international humanitarian intervention is really the restoration for people, families, and societies um, back into the, the human rights and needs for all of society. Simply, it's, it's assisting and equipping people with the tools to sustain and enhance their current life conditions. Wow, that reminds me of uh, the U.S. Convention on Rights of Persons with Disabilities, which we want to see passed because isn't that what it's all about? Well, you are an amazing person, Daniel. You are 21 years old, and you founded this Compassionate Touch. So, what is that? What is Compassionate Touch? Yeah, so, well, I founded Compassionate Touch um, when I was 21 years old. Right now, I'm 24. So, it's been about three and a half years since we started the organization. And it's a nonprofit organization that's vision is to see people fulfill and reach their maximum potential that's on their lives. You know, right now we have three main initiatives and that's the resource centers, water and rescue. Um, basically compassionate touch. That's the three main areas. It's our core competencies of really who we are and what we do. And uh, do you want me to spend a little time in, in speaking into each of those divisions? Oh, that would be great. Yeah, so our rescue division, um, basically, it's our rescue initiative, and it aims to rescue and deliver women out of sex trafficking and places them into a safe environment where they can learn a vocational skill to sustain their recovery back into society. That's number one. Our second division is our water division, and we have a passion 
for clean drinking water for people around the world. Basically, we, we desire to bring fresh water wells and water filtration systems to rural and untapped regions to sustain the health, to sustain health and basically fulfill the most needed and helpful daily humanitarian needs for life. And that's our water division. Everybody needs water. And right now, Joyce, there's 1.6 billion people that have no access to clean drinking water. And so this water division is, is a very crucial and important element of who we are. Um, and then our third initiative and division of Compassionate Touch is our, our resource division and really our initiative to see sustainable transformation in a city. And that takes place through the leaders, through government, through businessmen and women, and through its citizens. We're looking and we're doing citywide massive gatherings, leadership conferences, and resourcing people with leadership skills um, through our long-term compassionate touch bases overseas. I want to tell you, first, I want to talk to you for a minute about uh, that sex trafficking. As my listeners know, you know, we've been on the air for 12 years. Kevin Bales has yeah. been on several times, who is the head of Free the Slaves and author of many books, including uh, Disposable People. He is awesome, but when I read his book, oh, my God, like I had no idea how terrible this is. So what Daniel's talking about is that there are not just young women but children yeah. who are sold into sex slavery uh, in different parts of the world. And as far as slavery, in fact are brought here right to the United States, you know, yep. working as a maid or working at a factory um, or involved in some form of sex slavery. But you cannot possibly envision how terrible that is. And so, Daniel, I'm really glad that's one of the things you're doing. Yeah. And then the water. Here we are in a country where... You know, we have water sprinklers going in our yards to make sure we keep our grass looking as green as possible. And here are these billions of people that don't even have access to clean water. Yeah. So here is your first question from Cindy in Massachusetts. And it is, uh, Daniel, I just have to know this. How did it impact you when you first saw people living in squalor in these other countries? Well, my first trip was back in 01 to Costa Rica, and I was pretty young, but that trip really marked my life. When I began to see the current realities of people's living conditions, it really set me up to alter the entire destiny of my life. So that was 2001. My second trip was to Haiti. And kind of how that impacted me is on that trip to Haiti, from the moment we landed, Joyce, I kid you not, I began to weep and cry when I looked out when we were driving to our hotel because I had, I had no understanding of this. I mean, there was no video, there's no photo, there's no description I could give and, and that you can give to people until they see it firsthand. And how it's impacted me is it's really, it's, it's really actually altered my destiny. It's, it's changed my job. Obviously, this is what I do now full time. Um, when I saw 
how people lived, I said, this is what I'm called to do is to help people out of this mess and give them give them back the, the human rights and, and help them with their needs that are so practical that we have every day. I cannot imagine. I know that people don't realize the levels of poverty that people are in in the world and and also just things that we take for granted yeah. that they don't have. I think I know we've talked about this on my show, but there are many parts of the world where people do not have wheelchairs. Right. And I know World Vision provided this one woman with a wheelchair and she had been crawling for like 30 years. Right. And there, are, there are many, many places like that. Um, but, you know, people just don't, they don't know. Right. They don't know. And I think it is so wonderful that, you know, you're being one of those people to bring that light uh, to all of us. This brings me, throughout the show, I want to bring this up, but Daniel, this work you're doing is so very important. If someone listening to the show wants to help out, how do they make a contribution? Yeah, so Joyce, we've done the breakdown, and $1 allows Compassionate Touch to equip, train, and impact one person and change their life forever. So we just launched a campaign called One of the 1,000. And we're asking people to either make a 12-month commitment at $50 a month or a one-time donation of $600. And, and it's so simple, Joyce. All they have to do to give is to go to www. Dot one, the number one of the 1000, 1000.com, and they can give by credit card online and their donations tax deductible, or it has the information for them to give by check. And, and honestly, Joyce, $50 a month is allowing us to impact 50 individuals in that month. $600 seems like a lot of money in a year, but if you break it down, it's really, it's a dollar 62 per, per day. You know, that's sacrificing, you know, two Starbucks a week uh, to change the destiny of lives around the world. And, and we want to reach the 1,000 givers. If we can reach the 1,000, it allows us to exponentially increase our rescue and water division to the next level if people just say yes to be one of the 1,000. Wow. Now, again, how do they do this, Daniel? So, again, it's as simple as either giving $50 a month for 12 months or $600 one-time donation, and they have to go to www.the1of1000.com, which is 1000.com, and they can give a tax-deductible donation online. Okay. That's number one of 1000 Yep. One of the one thousand dot com. Okay, one of the one thousand dot com. Okay, you heard him. Hey, he's right. Just skip a couple of those uh, pumpkin spice lattes a week, <laughs> and you'll and you will be able to do this again. You know, it's it's impossible to explain this. I know uh, Natalie Grant who is a contemporary Christian artist, went to, um, I'm not sure if it was India, I think so, but anyway, she saw this little girl um, in what looked like a cage. Yeah. And that was it. 
I mean, mm. the, it, it, there's the song, Awaken My Heart. And, and really, that's what a lot of us need. You know, we have so much, so much before us that we forget what others do not have. Um, so, Daniel, you're doing something about it, and you're working in a lot of areas. You mentioned Costa Rica. Where all do you work? Yeah, so right now um, we've done work in over probably 15 countries now, but specifically we're focused in Central America, South America, and Asia. And more specifically in um, South America, it's Peru, um, and then Central America, Dominican Republic, Haiti, and Mexico, and then in Asia, Cambodia. And, and Joyce, the, the concept is we really want to be committed to regions and cities for long-term transformation. If we can build models that work in these few specific places, we can really replicate them anywhere. And that's why we're really specific right now on where we're working. Girl, that's good, and we're going to hear more about it. But right now, we have to go to break. If you've just joined us, we're talking to Daniel Budzinski, who is really Mr. Civil Rights Give Back Servant. He is trying to make a change in this world, and you know, I know, that's what it's all about. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Daniel. Voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show, everyone. We have as our guest today Daniel Budzinski, a young man in the world making a difference all about human rights and giving back. And, Daniel, we were talking about the different parts of the world that you work in. You mentioned Peru, and I just want to tell you that a friend of mine, a civil rights leader for um, the rights of people with psychiatric disabilities, did this undercover work in Peru where she found all these people with psychiatric disabilities in what was like prisons, no, some of them, no clothing, total horrible squalor. She wow. did this video, and it caused the president in the country to make a change. Wow. So you see, it is possible for one person yep. to make a change, which is what you're all about. But um, I wanted to talk about some of these issues that you talked about uh, that you are working on to resolve those problems you discussed earlier that relate to hunger, poor water, or really just poverty in general. What, what are those issues? What are you working on right now? Yeah, so Joyce, you know, it's been a discovery these last four years, truly finding out um, what are the real issues that the nations are dealing with and how can we assist them in that. And, and what's amazing to me is the potential in the nations right now. When it comes to all of these regions, we have so many organizations that are coming in and meeting the daily needs that will never be fully satisfied. And, and although that is very important, there's so much more to be done and that we can do. And, and that's what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about equipping a generation with the tools they need to sustain life and then excel in that life. And when it comes to hunger and poverty and water, we can educate and teach people, then give people the tools to bring sustainability to these areas of general humanitarian needs. And, and, and it's, it's so much more than just giving them a fish, it's teaching them how to fish, right? It, comes, it really comes from that concept. And, 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 and sometimes I see people in other countries are treated like slaves, you know, come and we'll feed you. Um, when, when they, they can actually be taught how to feed themselves, right? I don't want to just raise up helpless people. I want to train them on how to meet the needs of their own country's people. And, and, and it's really, it really amazes me, Joyce, when I go around the world and we impact regions and we see all the potential in people. The crazy thing is, is there are Joyce Benders in Peru. There are Mark Zuckerbergs. There's Martin Luther King Jr.'s in other countries who have the potential to change the world. They just need someone to believe and invest into them relationally. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, like you, like what you're doing. That is so true. Um, and you know, 
it makes such a difference. But for one person to make a difference, they have to have people behind them. And to have people behind them, they also have to have funding behind them, which before the end of this break, I'm going to have uh, Daniel talk about that again. But you have a question from Sonia in Ohio, and the question is, could you possibly tell me what gives you the strength to keep doing this when I know you're seeing horrible situations? Wow, I love that question, Joyce, because something that's in the core value, something that I've written out and who I want to be is I never want to meet a need just because there's a need. Because the moment you meet a need, you turn around three hours later and they're hungry again and there's another need. See, what I desire, the the way that I keep myself fueled is not just to fulfill needs, but to fulfill vision. Because in vision, there is so much more purpose than just the need, right? See, in meeting a need, it's saying, hey, I want to feed this person. And every time they're hungry, I'm going to feed them. And it makes you work so hard. But in vision, you're teaching them how to feed themselves. You're seeing people actually take what you used to do and then they begin to do it. And that's what keeps me going is actually taking a step back, not doing the work and empowering these local people, hoping and believing in them, investing into them, and then seeing them do something they never knew that they could do before. And that means long-lasting change. Yeah. That means transformation. That's really what you're talking about. Uh, Well, our listeners right now, you mentioned this before, but how little money is there needed to make this difference? You talked about it earlier. Could you talk about it again? Yeah. So again, we've done the breakdown, and right now, $1 a day allows Compassionate Touch to equip to train and to impact one person and change their life forever. Really, I talked about launching this campaign called One of the 1,000. And we're raising up 1,000 people who are going to either give $50 a month for 12 months or $600 one time to help us really launch our rescue in our water division. Well, you know, that's so little. I always tell people sometimes so little can make a change, and that so little can save a life. You know, to whom much is given, much is required. Right. Um, I saw this show once, I think it was on 60 Minutes, where this person had become an advocate for prisoners. And he was talking about how he, you know, lived in this nice area, and every day he would walk to work, and across the river you could see this building, and the building was a prison, Hmm. but that every day when he walked past, he never noticed that. And he said that really is how so many of us have become. We're in our own world. We think we have what we need, what has been given to us, but we don't see, it's like we have blinders on, we don't see that enormous need that's out there. Yeah. That's sort of what this reminds me of. What you're talking about is there are all these issues, but it's so easy to just for many people to block that out. Do you know what I mean, Daniel? You know, that really speaks to me, Joyce, because 
What I have seen, um, we have been so blessed to be connected with many successful, you know, business leaders, church leaders, governmental leaders, whether they're in America or in other countries. And, you know, success is not defined in what you have or what you do. It really is defined in your investment back into culture, into society, and into people. And what what we've seen is people who have lived their entire lives for themselves, and then they begin to attach themselves to a purpose, many of them are obviously attaching themselves to what Compassionate Touch is doing, and verbally them telling me that their lives are turned upside down, that they have never had the joy they've had, that, they've, that it's all just a shift of perspective. It's all changing our perspective of what we value matters in our lives. Even parents bringing children on our trips they, they, their kids are not complaining anymore. They're not complaining. It, it's what you're saying right now. It's just opening your eyes to a new perspective of, of what we're really called to do, and, and it's helping those in need. And you know, um, as you know, Daniel, I'm a woman living with epilepsy and a hearing loss, and right here in the United States, one in 26 people live with epilepsy. Wow. And some of those people are in poverty because, unfortunately, disability and poverty, you know, often go hand in hand. Yeah. But I always tell people, no matter where you live in the world, a seizure is a seizure. Yeah. It's just that I am so blessed to be in a country that has medication, whereas there are people that live in the world that don't have access to medication, actually that have people that have them as outcasts because they think that it's demon possession or witchcraft and people that die just because they don't have medication. And that's what I mean about we take so much for granted. And if that small donation that you ask for can make a difference, just remember, folks, that difference can be saving a life. What is more powerful than the ability to help do that. Nothing. There isn't anything. So, you know, I hope you're listening to what Daniel's talking about. I am, and I take this very seriously. As you all know, we've had the White House on, we've had NFL stars on, we've had senators on, but it isn't who the people are, it's what they believe in. And so that's why we have the Daniels on. That's why we have had people on in the past like Bobby Coward. And and I am so glad that I'm going to get to tell everyone that next week I am going to replay in tribute to Bobby um, a show he was on in 2008. We lost Bobby Coward. And for those of you that know Bobby, he was a great disability leader. He was a veteran uh, of the Air Force that was in a terrible automobile accident, so he used a wheelchair. But he was Mr. Civil Rights, Mr. Uh, activist. He was out there with that wheelchair protesting nursing homes that, were, that he said were keeping people in prison. I mean, he was a great advocate. He said that one day his pastor said to him, you're obviously here to make something, to make a change. And his change is that he dedicated his life to this crusade. And sadly, he just passed away. So next week, 
I am replaying the show from 2008 as a tribute to him. But he falls right in to what Daniel's talking about, and that's how your life changes when you take time to give back to others. And, you know, others aren't just people that live next door to you. Others are people throughout the world. Yeah. And I'm sure, Daniel, that you also see many people that have disabilities um, or different illnesses that do not have access to health care. Yeah. Every trip we come in contact with hundreds, even thousands of people with those disabilities. Well... Once again, we have a chance to make a difference. What is that website again, Daniel, that people can go to and make a contribution? Yeah, it's www the number one of the one thousand dot com. One of the one thousand and it's the number one zero 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 dot com. All right. You've got it. Well, listen, we're going to get ready to go to break, uh, and then we'll be back with Daniel so we can talk more about what you can do to make a change in the world. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back everyone. We are talking to Daniel Budzinski 
founder of Compassionate Touch. And Daniel, I have several more questions that I want to ask you. But before I do, you know there are so many different organizations out there that are all saying we're going to do this to help, we're going to do that to help. What, what makes Compassionate Touch different? How, how do you feel you're different? Yeah, so Joyce, the, the number one thing that, that I get asked um, is probably that question right there. Daniel, what, what makes you different than what other organizations are doing? Um, how can we get involved and why would we get involved with you rather than another organization? And, you know, that's all up to the viewer and the person that's asking the question. But how we are different is our passion and desire for sustainable impact. You know, that, that word's been coined and used so much, it's lost the power of what it really means. And Joyce, I am not going to risk growing bigger at the risk of not being sustainable in who we are and what we do. See, I really know that what we're seeing right now by, by, by committing to regions and cities and leaders, by going back and back and back to the same regions, not just going in, helping them and leaving, is we're actually building up regions, giving them leadership skills and leadership mindsets that are actually allowing transformation in all the cultural um, core values that make up culture, which would be religion, entertainment, media, um, business, government. We're seeing a sustainable shift in transformation in these cities because of our commitment to transformation, our commitment to sustainability. And that's, that's really the difference is we're not just going in and, you know, um, having a transaction, writing a check, um, building a building. We're, we're actually coming behind leaders. We're not trying to make them American or try to, we're actually coming behind them and saying, what can we do to change the city? Not what can you do for us to make us have a good few photos. Wow. Well, that's very powerful, and I'm glad that you did explain that because I think it's important for people to know where they're giving their money. Why are they supporting one group? So um, I appreciate, Daniel, that you took time to explain that. Well, earlier we were talking about this horrendous, horrible thing that goes in our world that's hard to believe, which is human trafficking. Um, I thought maybe... You could talk about that a little bit on your own from your vantage point. Um, yeah, sex trafficking is the most horrible, unforeseen reality for um, a lot of people don't know this, Joyce, but men are also sold into sex trafficking. So it's not just women, but it's men, women, and children who are caught and sold into the sex trafficking industry. And, and right now, Sex trafficking is the fastest growing and largest illegal activity in industry taking place all around the world right now. Did you know that? The fastest growing and largest illegal industry. Oh, that's it's, horrible. It's, it's that mind-boggling. Is horrible, horrifying, horrible. And this is, the, this is the reality that most of us, we, we don't even understand, is that our society has such free will um, that we don't understand that a lot of cultures and societies, specifically in the Asia region, um, people through culture are taught and placed into classifications, right? Like they're placed into a lower class, and they're taught to believe that they deserve to be where they're at. So I'll give you an example. 
a woman who's sold into sex traffic would be taught that she's caught and sold into sex trafficking because of what she did in her past life or maybe something her families have done and she's reaping uh, karma and she's, she's taught not to fight against this. She's actually taught that this is what her purpose is, is to be stuck in that and she's taught not to try to get out of that. And it's because of the class that she's been placed in in society. And this is just, it's such a horrific lie and, and and we have to stand up and fight for these women, men, and children because their society's not fighting for them, and they're not taught to fight for themselves. Yes, when I read that book, I uh, disposable people by Kevin Bales. I just oh, it really changed. It had such an impact on me because I could not believe that there were people that traveled to a certain country, uh, one example, Thailand. Uh, but, you know, it's throughout the world. Remember, we have it right here in the United States, so I certainly am not pointing a finger at any one country uh, because, hey, if people are going there, where are they coming from? So exactly. You know what I mean. It goes both ways. Yep. But that people would want to go prey on children. I mean, as you said, it's men, women. It's wrong. It's horrible no matter what. But I'm thinking, oh, what, what evilness has come in the world? And can you imagine the, when I read this one chapter about this young girl that we sold every night to, like, Ten different men over and over. I mean, you know, how horrible. So anything you can do to change that in just one region would be phenomenal, Daniel. Yes. Yeah. And, and by you the know, way, Joyce, I know, I know people so put their life about, on the line to do that. Yeah, and, and what's so sad about the, the children that are be, being sold into this is as many of these children are being sold by their parents. And the parents are using these finances to feed that child or the rest of their children. And so really it comes down to we need to partner with the families and, and, and educate and help the families with a vocational skill. But it all comes down to a small contribution can rescue these children from, from their, their horrible reality in life that they're living in. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so, that is so terrible. Um, okay, here we have a question from Austin, Texas, from Miranda. And the question is, hearing you talk about this, Daniel, my question is why do you think we don't hear about this more frequently in this country? Yeah, so um, I'll give a story with that. Um, When I was in Cambodia, I learned about um, something that happened just about 30 years ago. Um, A communist leader rose up in the country and killed one-third of the entire nation's population. Just think about that, one-third. There was about 9 million people back then, and he killed about 3 million people. And he did this um, brutally. Just quite frankly, he didn't use guns. He used shovels, knives, and pickaxes. I mean, just so brutally. And, you know, we hear about what happened in Germany, and it's written in our history books. And, and really, um, this, this crazy execution of, of the Cambodian people, I never heard anything about this. 
I actually couldn't believe it. I, I couldn't even believe it. And, I, and I, I looked at my wife when we were in the country and, and I just said, how have we not heard about this? How have we never known about this in our history books? And, and quite frankly, it, it's just because we've been sheltered not to believe anything that we're not willing to allow to affect our lives. See, when, when you come into a reality that there are these needs with human trafficking, the human soul has a capacity to reach out and help other people. And sometimes I feel like um, whether it's, it's uh, doing it on purpose or just, just the human capacity to try to block out this information, to believe that it's not real because we know that it will alter our lives. It'll alter the way, like you said, Joyce, I mean, you have changed so many things in your life, even just by reading that book, um, the way you think, the way you operate, the way you spend your finances because of what you can do to help these women. And so whether it's out of ignorance or arrogance or out of just not not knowing, I think we, we try not to let that information in because it's going to change who we are. Right. I, I agree with you. I agree with that. I, I really think that's true. Um, well, Daniel, what initiatives are you working on right now to help stop this, to help stop human trafficking? What, what are you doing? Yeah, so right now... It's, it's all around this concept of long-term transformation. See, a lot of people say, okay, well, let's just take these women and steal them out of the sex trade industry, but it's not that easy. We have to see through the lens of long-term transformation. And guess what? Transformation takes time, and it's a process. Um, and so how can we rescue people, take them through long-term healing programs because they have psychological issues from how they've been treated as human beings um, for inner turmoil and then equip them with a vocational skill to sustain their financial needs and to sustain their family needs and then put them back into society so that we don't have to financially forever sow into their lives. That's our initiative right now. Take them out of the sex trade industry, rescue them, put them through long-term healing programs give them a vocational skill, and then place them back into the society to give back to, to their actual culture as a whole. And remember, this whole initiative is focused on relationally connecting between our workers and the heart of the people in the culture. And Daniel, how many people work with you on this? Right now, we specifically have five people that work with us in our office but we also employ, whether it's on a short-term basis or it's on programs, uh, we employ actually our international connections. So every time we're going into a region, we have people, whether it's 10, 20, or 100 with the, with the church connections, the business connections that are facilitating our programs and or our events when we go down into a region. Oh, boy, that is awesome. That's a great concept. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, of course... Nothing helps more than having someone right there. Yeah. It's much easier to understand culture when you are with someone that lives in that land. You know, so I can see why you're doing that. Joyce. Well, this is and has been very eye-opening, I'm sure, not just to me, but many of you listening to the show. And, you know, take a break from that pumpkin spice latte. Make this contribution. Daniel <laughs> talked about 
Yeah. But right now, before we end the show, we're going to go to our last break, uh, and then we'll be back to end the show with Daniel Bidzinski. I want to remind you all one more time, next week, tribute to Bobby Coward by replaying the show with him from 2008. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with Daniel Bidzinski. Don't go away. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We've had a great time today talking to Daniel Budzinski about the work that he does through Compassionate Touch. And it has truly been a pleasure to have him on. You know I'm all about people that want to volunteer and give back to help anyone. And when I say anyone, remember, you may not be able to save the world, but to one person, you may be the world. And through that one donation, 
you will be changing the world. Um, Daniel, I wanted to ask you, you, you just have so much fire and so much character and such a great heart, you know, uh, as a young man. So someone had to impact you. So I wanted to ask you, who, who is your role model? Yeah, so yeah, I have many role models. Obviously, um, my father being one of them, just being such a man of character who has truly invested into me relationally, always pouring in his wisdom. Um, he would be one of the role models towards the character and just integrity and everything that, that I have been walking in is really because of the investment he's given me. But the role model that I would say that's really just impassioned me is, is Steve Jobs. You know, Steve Jobs had a vision, which was a visual image of what the future could be and would be. And he strategically brought his dream into a tangible reality, which changed the entire world into a new future. And I, I really believe and know that that's what we're doing is, is, see, Steve Jobs didn't create the computer or the PC, but he made it better. And, and I know that we didn't create the model of missions or rescuing women or international humanitarian relief, but, but we are going to bring it into greater light of what the nations need and what the future will be when it comes to these areas. That's very interesting. I mean, I would have never guessed that, <clears throat> but I see the comparison you're making, um, and, and that, is, that is really amazing to me that you connected that. Yeah, and Ford. Ford would be another one, Joyce. Ford didn't create the car. He didn't even create the concept of the car, but what he did is he created a concept to make the car available for everyone in the world. He made it affordable, and, and that's what we want to do is we want to connect people who want to make a difference to the difference that we're making, and they can do that through a donation. That's right, and what is that website, Daniel? It's www.the1of1000.com. Well, Daniel, look what you've done already. I mean, very few people at your age would have traveled throughout the world, have this vision, you know, come up with this concept, um, have this new organization. It, it, look what you've already done. It's amazing. Um, but if you had to tell me what you believe has been up to now in your life, your greatest accomplishment, what would that be? <laughs> you know, most people, if, if asked what their greatest accomplishments are, they would tell you what they've done. But to me, Joyce, the greatest accomplishment is discovering who you are in the process of what you do. So, sure, I've done a lot of great things, but it's all been birthed from a place of knowing who I am and whose I am. And to me, that is the greatest thing that I have ever accomplished and discovered is knowing not just, not just what I do. What I do doesn't define who I am. It's who I am that defines what I do. And that's really the greatest accomplishment is this personal discovery of who am I and what do I offer the world? That is what's allowed us to accomplish everything that we've accomplished. Wow. And the other people that work with you, um, I assume they have a, the same vision that you do? 
You know, we've written out our cultural core values because even if they don't necessarily have this passion, um, they will have this passion because it's in our culture. It's who we are. When you get in our environment, Joyce, you begin to dream bigger. You begin to want to do more because it's written into our core values. It's written into our vision. So people actually that don't even have this passion want to work with us, want to partner with us because they want our core values. They want our, they want our culture. They want this desire of discovering who they are. And yes, every person has that desire. It's because they've partnered with us and really come into a place where they've, where they've come into that discovery. Yeah. Well, I can see, I can see that would, and I assume from how you're talking, your family's also bought into this. Yes, my family and my wife's family are not just huge financial supporters, but every one of them are making a difference in their, in their work around them right here in America as well as in the nations themselves. Every one of them has a passion to see people's lives changed. Well, who knew that one uh, request on LinkedIn by your father would lead to all this? Right. So there's, there's an example, you know, just of what you're talking about. So uh, you have to give your dad credit for taking that step on, on LinkedIn, you know, business world, yep. um, because that's really how I found out about you. Yeah. Which I'm glad I did. Me too, so much. Yes, listen, everyone. You all know me. You know what I'm like. You know we've the type of people we have on this show. Um, and I just want to tell you that this Daniel, he's the real deal. He really is. He's the real deal. Uh, he means it. He lives it. So I hope you are going to take time to make that donation and let everyone know about him and let everyone know he's going to be back on in December. Just check out the uh, site at... Um, voiceamerica.com and you'll see it also our website we always advertise the shows coming up and remember you can go back to our site Voice America or iTunes download it or hear again every show because they're all archived so Daniel in closing what message would you like to leave with our listeners today Joyce I would love to leave the listeners with this that every person has a calling and no calling is insignificant. Every person, every person has been gifted and talented to change the world and it's all housed inside of who they are. It's all housed inside of the ability to believe in themselves. If we can just tap into the potential of the fullness of who we are and what we were created for, we, we will literally leave a legacy that will change generations to come past behind us. And to every person listening, I would ask that today they would begin to believe that they are powerful, that they would dig deep and think hard when it comes to the daily grind of what they are doing and begin to find out how can they make a difference in the lives around them. If every person listening to this would say yes and be one of the 1,000 and partner financially with us, either $50 for 12 months or $600 one time, they would be a part of changing hundreds of lives with us today. So, Joyce, thank you so much again for taking this time with me, and I'm excited to allow other people to be a part of this difference. 
Oh, my pleasure. It was great to have you. And, you know, we end every show with a quote by someone that has changed lives. And today it has to be William, the great William Wilberforce, who said, you may choose to look the other way, but you can never say again that you did not know. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.